Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 159 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money, tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration around your business and your money. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to understand the numbers from your business, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what determines how close you are to complete financial choice, and how to run your business without being in your business. Our previous guest was Fritz Gilbert, the author of the award-winning blog, The Retirement Manifesto. Today we have as our guest, Brenda Bailey. Brenda is known as the cellular reprogrammer, is a Theta Healing Master and instructor who's owned and operated a seven-figure business and has been an entrepreneur for 31 years. Brenda's blended her practical experience as a successful entrepreneur, along with the Theta Healing Practices that allow people to have quick income transformations in her Elevate to Accelerate program and SRC for You membership. I'll let her talk about what the heck that is. Brenda's work in the world is to help you break down the barriers, to help you heal and get into your true zone of genius, serve the people who need your gifts, and make lots of money doing it. Brenda, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. So I'm muted because my my cat is running around like we're we're just I'm in Texas and we're getting a little cooler here. So she's just zooming around and then she's kind of meowing. And I thought, well, I'm going to mute for a second, at least while Renny gets through his introductions. So oh. I'm excited to be here and hopefully she'll stay quiet for the next few minutes. But if, and not, if not, we'll hear your cat. Um, just like I always say three dogs here. Real life. Yeah, this is real life. Folks. Yeah, exactly. You know, some dog will come and say, hey, I want to sit in your lap. Who knows what will happen? Well, again, welcome to the show, Brenda. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So let's get to it with some questions. I mean, this is great because usually I'll say, okay, so you do Theta Healing, but tell me why. No, first you have to explain a little bit more about what Theta Healing is because it's. I think it's got to be a little bit more than you know a quick transformation. So tell me more about that and then tell me why. So here is what Theta Healing is, and that's why I love it. I have 13 different certifications in integrative healing. This has been a part of my life for the last, I always say, I've been an entrepreneur for almost 32 years, and I've been working on myself for 33. And, and I often say that if you want to know what you need to work on, become an entrepreneur, right? So if you weren't doing it before, you're going to do it while you're doing it, because your stuff's just going to come up. And so what I find that happens for people is that they, you know, First, they have to discover that they're the problem in the equation, right? That they're the common denominator that's causing the cog or causing the challenge. And once they do that, a lot of times people are so busy and a lot of different techniques and modalities are all like you figuring out like, why, why, why? Why are you doing this? Why is that? And as Albert Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem in the same way that it's created. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But they're all created in our minds. And so a lot of techniques and modalities work just with the conscious and the subconscious. But 
our traumas, our resentments, and our beliefs. And so again, a lot of ways that people use the context of beliefs is I believe this, which actually should be replaced, I think this. Mm, mm -hmm. It's not that you believe it, it's that you think it. Well, yeah, except I'm going to disagree because people, when languaging is so vital, when they say, I believe it, that is what creates their world. If everything is an alignment for them to create that, a lot of times what ends up happening is that people will say things and they're not getting it mirrored back to them, right? Like, Oh, I was going to say, because of them saying things, what gets mirrored back is exactly what they're looking for. And I see. Well, and here's the thing. It, it is saying things out loud does work, but you have to get yourself to be that mirror or magnet. Right. And so what ends up happening is that a lot that, I have of, to laugh because I can see the tails, uh, the cat's tail going like this behind you. Uh, go ahead. She won't walk across the, the keyboard, but she's, yeah, she's over here. Yeah. You can yeah. see her little face there. Uh-huh. So, you know, here's the thing is that what we believe is typically something that we've either inherited, we've, we've experienced in this lifetime. So it has reinforced that belief. We have brought it in with us. So it's either a part of the group consciousness and we, and we carry beliefs in our souls. So when we just go with, I think, right, it, it's not going to change it. And from a theta healing perspective, what we believe is that they're held on a cellular level, which is why I call myself a cellular reprogrammer. It's part of our DNA. So what theta healing does is it bypasses the conscious and subconscious mind, and it makes the changes on a cellular level which then our heart and our mind just follow. So what ends up happening a lot of times with the clients that I work with over the last 18 years is that they change. And then everybody around them is like, what have you done? But they don't realize it unless they're very aware because they're, it's as if it's always been. They're just moving along. And that's why I do it, right? Is because... If you do, if you go to somebody who's like, well, why do you do this? Or, you know, if you're delving in that way, which can be helpful for people. But for me, I disassociated a lot of my childhood. So if I, when I went the traditional route, I couldn't answer the questions that they were asking. But if I could just see the behavior and then change it on a cellular level, then I don't have to ask why. Yeah. Yes. And I found that why questions in this context are completely useless because you can give any answer you want to a why question and it's just as good as any other answer. Why is it that I have clients who are jerks? Well, one answer could be because you're a jerk. It could be because everybody else is a jerk. It could be because you don't charge enough. It could be because you charge too much. Like I said, any answer will do. Absolutely. And just, and here's the thing. It's like being aware of it. Yes, things will start to shift. But if you've got something on a cellular level that's anchoring it in, you're going to end up just, you know, doing the definition of insanity, repeating the same behavior, expecting a different outcome. And that's really hard for anybody that has any semblance of intelligence, because then we get really judgmental. Like I, I'm smart or I'm brilliant. Or I'm intelligent and I know better. 
Why do I keep doing this? And that's why, because it's anchored into yourselves and you just, you know, even though your mind tells you to do something different and, you know, we've all experienced this, you're just like, oh, you know, and what I see a lot, especially with entrepreneurs is they're like, oh, this is happening in my business or that's happening in my business. Let me go learn another strategy. Let me go learn another tactic. And a lot of times you've already got everything in place. You energetically have to get out of the way. And and that's (laughs) what theta healing does. That sounds fabulous. And it does it without you having to do a lot on your end. Like I always have, I I also teach this and people be like, well, what's the homework like? And I'm like, just show up to class. That's, that's the homework. (laughs) And I've done other modalities where I had to do case studies and, you know, meet on a monthly basis and all that to get the certification it doesn't have to be like that. And innately, we always go into a theta brain wave. That's why it's called theta healing. It's just intentionally doing it and then understanding, you know, getting the things out of the way that your intentions will take you a lot further. Fabulous. Well, I'm going to want to talk to you a little bit more about this after our interview, but go, continuing on with that, most of my listeners are aware I donate 100% of the profits from the work I do to various animal and veteran charities. So tell me about a charity that's close to you. Well, I'm going to try to do this without getting some tears in my eyes because I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary of my little chihuahua passing away. It was October 25th. So that's who I right now really support is, again, when she passed, she had so many, I'll say she came very, you know, she was very accessorized through her 13 years with me. She was almost 15 when she passed. She was a rehome situation. So I'm very big. Like, again, if you get from breeders, that's your choice. But there's a lot more animals that are, you know, need homes that are end up being in a lot of these, you know, um, places like it's a Chihuahua rescue. So a lot of the rescues, they have these animals that need homes. And so I really do like when she passed, I, cause you know, everything was so small. I had clothes, I had all these things and I, and food and medications and everything that I just donated to them. But I also, you know, they'll send out emails letting, you know, here's our Amazon link and here's what we need. And, you know, I'll purchase things for them, but that's where I really love to, to spend my money is on animals right now. And, so I help a lot of rescues. So I get it. When you say I help animals and I help vets, well, I live in the most militarized city in the U.S., so we have a lot of things for our vets and that I have worked in and volunteered in to do theta healing to because it's really great with trauma because we also yeah. have trauma on a cellular level. I've done a lot of that as well. So I contribute my money to the puppy organizations and I've committed my time to the veteran organizations. Oh, thank you. Bless you, Brenda. I can understand a little bit about the Chihuahua because one of my tenants adopted a Chihuahua out of the pound and or the animal shelter, whatever you want to call it. And then she ended up getting a full-time job out of the house. It was a puppy. It was stuck in a pen all day long. And I'd when I'd work at her apartment, I would play with this puppy. I loved it. And so she called me one day in tears asking, Rennie, I know you love the dog. Da, 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 da. You said something about if anything happened, you'd take it. Well, are you serious? And he's now mine. And I love him so much. 
Those little ones, I always used to say, my dog weighed about five pounds. And I would say there was a lot of personality per pound. And when she passed, I sent out an email, must have been to about, you know, 30 people. And I probably had about 15 to 20 that came to visit her before Mm -hmm. she transitioned. Because I just said, you know, I scheduled it here in my home, which felt like the right, you know, what, what I would preferred. And, um, and, and people even came from out of town. So everybody loved my chula. They just loved her and she was great. So people came to spend a little time with her before she transitioned. And And that's what those little ones do. They're your babies and they just steal your heart. Oh yeah. And, and I can see people showing up for Ted because he is such a love. I mean, whoever comes in the house, he's all over them with loves and kisses. So I could see how that would happen for the people that wanted to see her before she moved. Well, I always said, if you felt unloved, unwanted, unappreciated, come see Chula. Yeah. She'll make you feel like you're the only person on earth and just, you know, just want to sit on your lap. Oh, that's so great. Well, now let me ask you this. Also kind of from either a business or a personal perspective, what would you say is a two-part question. What would you say was your biggest failure And then what was the insight that you gained from that? So I've had two businesses in my life. Um, One was a very mainstream. I had a trade show sales company, traveled all Mm -hmm. over the U.S., including Hawaii and Alaska. And I, that business was very different. It was a very different business model. But in my ignorance, because I was young, like I I was young when I started that business. I was young when I left that business. I was younger. And I thought that just because I could have one seven-figure business, I could do exactly what I did in the first one. And I could have a second seven-figure business. And I learned that it was a completely different animal, you know, having a theta healing practice versus doing, you know, at trade shows, your, your customers come to you. Yep. And at, you know, it was like, I networked, but I didn't know that that's what I was doing in trade shows. Like I'd always ask my neighbors, what show did you just come from? What show are you going to? How do you like it? You know, that kind of thing. And this was before the internet. So it was the only way to get information. And so I had to learn how to network. I had to learn how to connect and how to collaborate and how to follow up. I didn't have to do that in trade shows. I mean, there were so many skills that I had to learn and eat some humble pie. You know, that was the thing. And I think that that's the thing. It's looking at something that you could say in the moment is a failure, right? There are There is no yeah. such thing. Or right? a challenge, thing, whatever. Right. But looking at the gifts and lessons that you received as a result of it. And then with Theta Healing, we look at like, why did I have to do that? Or why does it have to, you know, like, why does it have to be like that for me? And then changing that so it can be something different. Terrific. Well, let me get to what I would call one of the last questions. I'm sure for the people who you would be working with, there's some benefit, objective, goal that they have. When they follow your advice, give me an example of a case study that fits someone who was in one place, the advice you gave them, and the result that showed up. Okay. So 
The question I get, like, this is the question that Rennie asks everybody. So I don't give anybody any advice, right? But I just listen to what they're saying and then we change it so it can just be different for them on a cellular level. And we do it like any forgiveness that needs to be done, any trauma that's associated with it, and any beliefs that you've either inherited, brought with you, you know, experienced in this lifetime. We do all that. So it's, it's people typically come. So a lot of times what ends up happening is that somebody will just go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the common denominator in the equation that's not working here. And a lot of times it's people have reached a level of success. Hustle will allow people to reach a level of success. Most people can hit their first six figures hustling. But the thing is, is that you can't maintain a hustle because it's just going to burn you out. It's just going to wear you out. So I met this man at a networking event. He asked me what I did. And I just looked at him and I said, I I'd never said this to anybody and I haven't said it since, but I said, well, I prevent people from being in that definition of insanity. And he was like, oh my God, I was just talking about, you know, talking to my wife about that this morning. And I was laughing and he called his wife over. They were both at the networking event. His problem was, is that he, and this, let me tell you something, this was a long time ago before like everybody was doing it, but he was a, a commercial real estate developer and investor. Mm -hmm. And so he worked like in a group or he worked individually and, you know, they put together deals. Yeah. His problem was, is that, and nothing was getting like financing wasn't getting approved. Deals weren't going through and he didn't know what else to do. So he actually had a session with me. And again, when you, and and it was funny, he was like, can you come to my office? And I was like, sure. You know, well, little did I know that I was coming into the office to the a building that he owned, right? right? Like I was laughing going, okay, this, you know, this is part of core, you know? And again, I've worked with a range of people, but I was just like laughing going, all right. So I, you know, I went into his office. We had, I have a 90 minute intro session. So we had the 90 minute intro session and this was like in December. So I get this call from him like two days later saying, okay, that was amazing. What else you got? And I said, well, I, I have a six month coaching program, but it is like the, it was like the 23rd or 24th of December. Like literally this man is calling me like, and I said, can we talk after the first of the year? And he was like, okay. So, you know, again, I knew through his session that he had a wife and a daughter. He was getting wobbly, right? Because we had had some time. He was ready to make a decision. You know, he wanted to yeah. do it. But I was like, it's the holidays, right? Like there's, I have to have some boundaries around that. It's the holidays. We don't really need to talk about this, you know? And he was like, and I said, well, you felt a big difference. You knew that things had changed. You had a good feeling about it you wanted to move forward. He was like, okay. And I said, here's the thing that I'm going to tell you, give me three weeks, but I promise you that by the third week, I will be your third favorite woman in your life. And he was like, okay. Cause I said, you know, here's the thing, follow your intuition, make sure that your intuition is not coming from a reaction and follow your intuition. And that's what he was doing. And then he was having a reaction, right? Like he was really in his, you know, so then, well, he just looked at me like after our like second session and he said, deals are going through. Financing is getting approved. I've done nothing differently. He goes, except worked with you. Mm -hmm. And he said, so it's, you know, again, 
what I love about working with men is, is that they're very like, this is, you know, like a woman will be like, well, I brushed my hair differently. And I'm saying this with love as a woman. And that may have affected it. It's like, mm, okay, you know, <laughs> I've done 3 million things and yours was one of them. And I'm like, okay, well then you can't really measure it. But a man is very like, and again, I love working. I work with both men and women. And so every time we we worked once a week together, you know, three weeks out of the month and I would come to his office. We had made these arrangements. I would just come to his office. He had an insurance. I mean, he had a lot going on. He had a lot of yeah. different okay. calls. Ancillary businesses. Right. So he, you know, like we would be done with the session and then the phone, like the phone would ring in his office and he'd be like, hold on. And he would answer it. And he would just look at me and go, and I was like, <laughs> and I would just, because it was something around the deal or a new new deal coming. And he would just be like, this is amazing. Now, now and for those, he, I want to say for those folks who are not on YouTube watching the video, but only listening to the audio, uh, what Brenda did was mouth when he covers the phone, he mouthed, I love you to her. Okay. And I would just wave and go on. So he could, you know, like, he had business, he had things to do. Like I could appreciate that. So I would just get out of his hair and we would be on the calendar for, you know, the next time we were to meet. So it was that thing. Like it's that obvious if quantitatively, you know, we measure whatever the change we want. That's how we're aware of it. Money for me is one of those that's easier, especially for people who are already at a certain level in their business. It's again, it's not that they, you know, like I have a franchising business right now. She's looking at investors to expand the business. I've been helping her work through like what's coming up because for her, it's been a level of, of control that she has to give up. But I'm like, but you're getting the money. So let's, you know, it's not really about, I'm like, you're not selling them 51% of your business, you know, like you're getting the money. They're going to make a little bit off of it. It'll be, you know, but it's not me just telling her that it's again, me going, why is this coming up? What needs to shift and not asking her, me asking me so mm -hmm. that I, you know, again, I love entrepreneurs. I work with anybody, but I love entrepreneurs because I know the entrepreneurial journey. I know the ups and downs and I can prevent people from having high highs and low lows. I can allow it to be an even keel so that then, you know, they either hire people, they don't have to work as much. You know, I remember I was, I don't know, was someone asked, someone asked a question to somebody like, well, do you take weekends off? And this guy responded, well, no, that my business will, you know, cease to exist. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do not, do not set up a business model like this, folks. It doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not going to work. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's just going to implode and they're going to be burned out. Now, Absolutely. I know that I have listeners who are going to want to be able to get a hold of you. Is there a, a, a link, an offer or something that uh, can allow people to connect with you? I My website is brendabbailey.com. Mm -hmm. And I will also give the link to Rennie as well. But I have a forgiveness workbook and audio. And I have to tell you, if you want to see a big difference in your money, forgive and forgive on a level of for, with theta healing. And that's what it is. It's a workbook to help you organize like what you need to forgive. And then it's audios that help that walk you through and shift it for you. And it's oh. called freedom through forgiveness and through is T H R U. So it's freedom through forgiveness.com. Okay. 
I'm going to have your uh, website, brendabailey.com, as well as Freedom Through Forgiveness in the show notes. People can click on it and get right to you. And Brenda, I want to thank you for being on the Wealth on Any Income show. Thank you for having me. You got it. And to all those who are listening, if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to my wealthonanyincome.com website forward slash TEDx. You'll get to hear my TED talk and can request a free nine-step roadmap to complete financial choice and philanthropy and get a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration for your business or your money. And if you'd like to see how you can increase your wealth and donate to the causes that touch your heart, please check out our affordable program, Wealth with Purpose. To my listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now. We'll be right back.